Well, you know that it's going to be alright on my talk 1071 I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom Harmony thank you for joining us there's like a bit of a fall breeze in I the know, air today it's kind of funny on August 21st I can't decide if I'm like happy to feel that or a little mm, frightened yeah a little frightened I fall think actually. is right around the corner it seems like it comes awfully fast. It does indeed, but that's okay because we have lots of fall trends to talk about and many things to get to even before that. Um, should we start with some a couple headlines from this week? Sure. I think we've got to go Dayton's Project yeah. first and foremost. So I don't know if you've been following along. It's kind of been uh, hard. It's been it's a little... confusing. It's a lot of drama. Yep. A lot of drama happening over at the Dayton's Project. You know, let's just say, if I can summarize, it has to do with the fact that this has taken much, much longer to get off the ground. Of course, there was a pandemic in there. There was social unrest in there. There were delays upon delays. And another, um, another financial group kind of found this way in, a group that has that owns part of the loan that developers had and they were trying to basically like take control. I don't understand. The evil enemy. You monarch. Watch, you watch succession. It's kind of like them, you know? Mm, well, I, mean, I don't they, feel like this has quite as many colorful character characters. No, I do love succession. Mean, although we don't know when is that coming back? It's coming back soon, but I don't know the exact date. Okay. But, um, but it's confusing as to how that all works. And how well, whose money? Here's what you need to know. They basically we just wanted to open the courts. Gave the the original developers six hundred one W with Telos Group. Both of them from out of town. They're the ones who bought the building, who planned the whole you know um, renovation. Th- this is their work. They have put millions and millions and millions of dollars into rehabbing that iconic historic building on Nicollet Mall. And I believe that they are well-intended. I mean, this is what they do. They have a track record of doing this with other um, in, in Chicago, with other historic buildings. And it's just unfortunately been the worst timing ever. Um, The building is done. I mean, it is beautiful and it's ready to go. I mean, as far as like the lobby and the lower level and the, the upper shared levels. I mean, we talked a few weeks ago about Grant put on a fashion show up in the, um, what's the library and the rooftop deck. It was beautiful. Right. Anyway, this week, the, the developers, the good guys managed to secure new funding, good. which means that they can carry on. And what they are now saying is they will have leases signed to announce in the next 90 days and they will open this fall so when that's what we know but when they say they'll open this fall do they mean in terms of um actual 
offices or the lower level that's supposed to have right things going on right yes <laughs> yes do we know yes, do no I, they aren't saying I, I have had you know some like private conversations that make me think that this fall there will be actual activity there will for be the public there will be activations will there be permanent storefronts that yeah, are open no. on the main level don't know, kind of doubt it. Yeah. But I think Something the space will, will be open to the public and will be activated mm-hmm. um, with, you know, um, shopping and food and things like that. Now, we know that EY, you know, Ernst & Young, they call themselves EY I know. now. When did they start doing that? Oh, several years ago. They're very cool. Oh, um, so they, they cool. are moving in. They were the first business right. to announce, you know, that they signed on. And I'm not exactly sure when they move in. I would guess that the developers are more, ang- even though we would like to see shopping and food sure. and all of that, um, I guess I would guess the developers are much more anxious to see more businesses oh, sign absolutely. on. Um, and so I'm guessing those are the, the leases that we'll start to see. I don't know. I don't know. So you think that really they've got, comp- at least they make it sound like they've got companies just waiting Mm. to get their pen out I'm not and sign so on the sure. bottom line. I'm not so sure, but I hope so. I, I hope, hope so. so, too. I'm glad they've, they've kind of put all this legal wrangling behind, yeah. and I do think we'll start to see you know more events happening in that space and just more reasons for, more opportunities for the public to go in and see it. Yeah, and it I is still beautiful. haven't seen it. I've seen many pictures, and yeah. it's beautiful, but I would like to well, really see it. If you, Did you get, when you were there... Did you get to go into the Art Deco bathroom that was on the, oh, sure. uh, on the fourth I bet, yeah, floor? Oh, sure. I've, I've had pictures of that. Yeah. Uh-huh. The whole time. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah, that looks they kept like it you would, the way you'll it remember it. Oh. And then you'll come out of that Art Deco bathroom and be like, wait, what was here? And you're going to try to like the figure out. The beauty salon was there and the lingerie department was there. Mm-hmm. I know exactly. Wow. I worked there a few years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. So it'll be fun to try to figure out like this was, you know, yeah. and when you're upstairs, which the public won't really be uh, allowed upstairs, you're going to want to make friends with someone who well, works there so you can go up. you might want to go visit EY. Right. So, Make some friends at EY. Yeah. I have some. They're very nice, and I'm sure they would invite you over for a okay. visit. Um, but I think upstairs, especially if you worked there, as you did, Mom, yes. figuring out like some of those spaces, spaces like the fitness center and the library were the executive offices. That's oh, where those things sure. That are. was the ninth floor. Yeah. And you're going to wonder why they never had a rooftop deck for you all those years. No, the, I mean, there was, we did go outside on the rooftop when Glamorama was staged there in the auditorium. Oh, sure. But that was floor. on the and parking ramp. Yes. On yeah, the parking yeah, ramp it, Right. It didn't have the same thing. Right. Yeah. I wonder if Gracie, who was the waitress for years in the... Um, Oak Grill. Maybe she's still there somewhere. Aww, Maybe she's just waiting the to ghost serve of some Gracie. Drinks. I remember Aww. Gracie. Oh, she was adorable. Yeah. Lots of memories there. Yeah, for sure. Um, so anyway, progress, you know, slow but sure. Yeah. It, you know, things are At least starting it sounds to happen. Better. Yeah. And I think that will be just a big I mean, I feel bad for them because I feel like the future of downtown Minneapolis is, you know, it, it's kind of been made like it's hanging on the success of this project. We can't put all that pressure on the Dayton's project, yeah. but it is it but is a, a big one yeah. and it's very visible and it's one of the largest redevelopments, you know, to happen in recent memory. And, you know, 
know, if they can get going, that you know other things will come sure. from that. There's two new restaurants. I don't know if when they're opening uh, in City Center. Yeah? That we're, yeah. See, I'm, I'm not Weekly Dish, so I don't have all the details on it. Mm-hmm. But I did read about two new restaurants that will be opening there. So, yeah. you know, little by little, hopefully. Well, City Center has back. a whole lot of space to fill because of Target. Leaving. Yeah, oh, that's I mean, right. They they were kind of the big big tenant, and so yeah, yeah they've got a lot of space to fill. Meanwhile, yeah. Macy's has some space to fill, and they're going to fill it with toys. Why name not? from name from the recent past that just won't go away. Toys R Us. I feel like they've gone out of business a bunch of times. They have, but the name there have been just, a couple iterations yeah. of it. Yes. So, but the latest is Toys R Us is going to open shops within the shop of 400 Macy's stores. Yeah. Um, it won't really happen until um, next, next year. year. Mm-hmm. But you can go online yeah. and and see them already. But, you know, they had... I didn't even remember that they had, at one point, um, had a relationship with Target and that that kind of fizzled in oh. July of last year. Really? I yeah. didn't... Yeah, I, I, I really too. hadn't remembered Toys R Us did, you mean? Toys R yeah. Us, yeah. Huh. But, I mean, you know, it went into bankruptcy and it's been bought by other companies and all of that. And Macy's CEO said he feels younger parents, you know, that visit Macy's will be looking for toys, but then they might just buy a few other things while they're there. So they feel that it's a, a good partnership. Macy's is going to run the Toys R Us website, too. So it's really all going to be Macy's behind the scenes and in the stores. I mean, the first thing I thought of was it just takes me back to, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. In the old days of Dayton's department store, there was a big toy department. Oh, my goodness. I can remember begging to go downstairs to the toy department. it It was on the eighth floor and my office was behind it. Behind I Bill Martineau was the buyer and... There was a lovely lady, Tilly, and I bet you even remember that name because when you were a little, oh, you really don't? Because no. when you were a little girl, she, oh, she loved when you came up there and she was so, <laughs> she'd always look for toys for you. But the events offices were like in the back behind that, you know, where nobody could see us. Mm-hmm. They didn't want us out where anyone could actually find us. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was a great toy department. Yeah. So, so Macy's will once again have toy departments, yeah. which I can see, you know, there are a lot of times you need a last minute, you know, a gift for a birthday party or whatever, and maybe you haven't planned to order it online well, and it's tactile yes, and you want to see and play. And, the last few years they've had things from FAO Schwartz right. and they have had toys in the children's area. Right. So um, it makes sense. All right. Well, when we get back, um, what's happening at Target? Are we still going? Are we buying? What is selling? We'll fill you in on that. Um, And the new immersive Ikea. Are you ready for it? And Mm. will you fight with your spouse over it? (laughs) That's ahead on Shop Girls. Well, good for you for tuning in to Shop Girls today on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom, Harmony. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you know, we yesterday, it's amazing how, I don't know, maybe I'm the only one. Maybe I'm just a bad slacker parent. Please let me know if you're having similar experiences. Oh, you know. I feel like in past years and I mean, of course, I think the pandemic has messed a lot of this up. But in past years, it was like a big, we would plan a day to go buy the school supplies. And my kids would be so excited and they would bring their list. I never did the box. I know those boxes have been like just a... 
So you can now order like a box of school supplies. Really? You order it online and the box just shows up in your kid's room and you never see it and you don't have to what? do it. Oh, yeah. That, that's how do, the thing How do now. they know what they need? Because you put in the school oh, you and you put in the grade and I, they've got the box all cute. set. It is. It's very nice. They don't but want, I they never... Don't want trapper keepers anymore like oh you oh my god the trapper <laughs> keeper um i never did it because my kids enjoyed going to pick out the school right. supplies so much so i have got a child going into eighth grade we had to go this week to pick up his ipad and oh. to get his photo taken he was in the building i swear to god like 90 seconds total to get all of his stuff and he's back and then he was like do i need any school supplies and i was like Gosh, I don't really know. <laughs> and so we stood in Target, oh. and I looked it up on my phone, and it, turns out, yeah, he does need some well, things. Why would you have thought he didn't? I don't know. I just feel like the You've older they get, well, first for a of all, time. I know, but first of all, last year, we really didn't, there wasn't anything yeah. like that, and right. the, and they so do so much online now, and on oh. the iPads, that I don't know. I just it didn't seem as like you know urgent. essential, right? It didn't seem as urgent as when they're in elementary school. So anyway, there we are in Target, and you can imagine how picked over it was. I mean, the options for the folders not pretty, oh. not pretty at all. And no surprise that Target sales they reported their second quarter sales this week, and what do you know? Up again, we're yeah. still our Target runs remain robust. Second quarter total sales. 24.8 billion, a 9.4% increase. Yes. That's um, not bad. What I thought was interesting from this in layman's terms is that all of their main categories were up across the board. Yeah. Everything up from, um, you know, the hard goods to grocery apparel. to all of it. But yeah. apparel was the leader. That was yeah. the biggest increase. Isn't that interesting? And is that about new collections? Is that about people just wanting new clothes again, wanting a fall refresh? I don't know. Do you shop for clothes very often? I look at the clothes, yeah. I do. I do sometimes. Okay. Well, the only thing that I sometimes, can I say a disappointment that I have? You're, of course you can. Is that okay? Target won't yell at me? Because I love They have no, they can't do that. They can't, they can't yell at me. I mean, they could, but you can say what you want. They wouldn't keep me If it's in the guise of being a shop girl and okay. you know. What I would say is like, I remember this summer being in it. I don't remember what the designer collection was. They were absolutely wonderful, bright colored dresses. Yeah. Um, prints and all of that. But when I looked more closely at these things, first of all, a lot of them were so wrinkled. They weren't very attractive to, you know, I mean, like they hadn't made oh, a very good presentation. Sort of steamed them. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I also felt like some of them just didn't look like very good quality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I realized that they are good prices. And I suppose, you know, if you want something for a year, maybe I'm just not used to looking at things in that way. Well, um, all due respect, I don't know that you're their target customer. Oh, that was cute. I don't know yes. that your target's target. Yes. Oh, but um, I'm their regular customer. You, yes, you are. <laughs> I know. But I mean, in terms of apparel, of I think yeah. that it is, I, I often feel like things are designed for a younger, younger. Yeah. shopper. However, I think that has been changing and evolving. And I think it's the kind of thing where you, you know, you sort of cherry pick. You see things here, you know, yes. you're probably not going to go and buy your entire wardrobe. No, but I now should. and then I've got some tops. I've got a couple of dresses that I love. Yeah. No, and I've got certainly gotten t-shirts 
suits and workout clothes there. Workout you know, for I'm, sure. Yeah, I certainly do that a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. So but, anyway, you don't uh, you don't have to feel bad for the okay. hometown retailer. They're doing real well. Yeah. Now this was kind of interesting, and I don't know, surprising or not. Um, although we were just talking recently about Walmart still being you know tops on the list of most shopped stores in the U.S., but according to the New York Times this week. People are now spending more money at Amazon yep. than at Walmart, which yeah. is a really big. Oh, that's shift. major news! Yes. yes, I mean that they have actually um, beat. Yes, uh, Amazon has eclipsed Walmart to become the world's largest retail seller outside of China. Yeah. Propelled partly by the pandemic, people spending so much more online now than they were, uh, you know, prior to the pandemic when they were still going into stores more. And even though people are returning to stores, our rate of online shopping is still way, way, way higher than it was. Although people still do buy more in stores, on yes. the whole, which is still hard to understand for me. But during um, the year that ended in June, I mean, the numbers are so staggering to even hear. People spent more than $610 billion on Amazon, and Walmart was, we won't feel too sorry for them, but it was $566 billion Mm -hmm. for the 12 months. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they're Do you know what number one was in the 60s? The number one store? Yeah, the number one selling retailer in the U.S. in the 1960s. Yes, Mom! Did you read? No. Oh. Oh. Well, you I didn't read that deep I'm, into the story. Oh, really? Was it in that story? <laughs> it was in I the did story. Not see that. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Sears. Hard to believe. They don't call me a shop Sears for nothing. And prior to that, A and P. Oh, okay. But nobody with the kind of numbers that you see today. And Walmart has held that position for many, many years. What is amazing to me is, and I, in reading, I don't remember if it was this article or another one about Amazon, you sort of forget they started as a bookstore online. You would go to Amazon to buy books. That was the only thing you went there for. Right. And then look what happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now he's put a soft serve, an unending soft serve ice cream machine in his like $175 million home mm-hmm. so that apparently he's never without. I mean, that serve. doesn't seem like the most luxurious thing he could do with all of his money. A soft serve machine? <laughs> Whatever. Well, an unending. It just never ends. And maybe what do you mean it never ends? I don't know. There's an unending supply. You don't have to. Says. You don't ever have to replace no, the apparently it's How is that up, Because I think it's hooked up to a guy at Dairy Queen who keeps, <laughs> who keeps refilling. <laughs> He's got I, a bunch of soft serve makers that are yeah, just like constantly. I guess. Well, I meanwhile, know. the next frontier for Amazon is full on department stores. Yeah. Again, the more things change, the more they stay I know, the same. isn't it crazy? Yes. So oh. we know they've been getting into grocery we know they've i mean they've got a store at mall of america they've been doing these smaller specialty stores now amazon is saying we're going to launch our own department store they're going to focus on apparel electronics household goods in a scaled down format well here's something to ponder ladies and gentlemen what is ikea 
if not a place where your entire day disappears and you come out kind of angry and frustrated, probably not speaking to your significant other. What is it? That is what going to Ikea is. And then maybe a slight victory that you found a dresser that was under $200. And then you can spend the next eight hours putting it together. You're not by any chance talking about your own life. No, not at all. Not at all. So listen, Ikea, this was big retail news this week. And it's not coming to the U.S. yet. But obviously, if they're testing it, you know, that could be the next frontier. Ikea is unveiling a new interactive and intuitive store layout. What does that mean? I don't know. Okay. (laughs) I thought maybe it's just me. So they are, I love this also, they're calling it a more immersive experience, which I thought was kind of funny because I'm like, how is, Ikea fundamentally is is immersive in that once you're in, you can't get out. You've got to go on the whole journey and the whole store is designed to kind of keep you in it. I thought it meant those balls that the kids jump in that they want to immerse you in that. I thought maybe they're going to cover the whole store with those. When retailers use that term, when they say immersive, it's like, you know, they want you to to be interacting and to Mm. be like part one with the store. Oh, I always feel that way. (laughs) Well, they want it to be, they're calling it a home experience of tomorrow. So can I go in my PJs? Maybe. And they want, listen to this mom, they want customers to become part of the furniture. (laughs) (laughs) Are you ready? Oh, oh, of course I am. Do you want to be an ottoman? Or more of a sofa. I think a sofa and a pillow. Sleeper sofa. Okay. How about that? (laughs) Yes. But they want you. So maybe you should go in your PJs because they want you to lounge around. Okay. And really experience it. They want people to hang out. Now, I just wonder how this is going to go. and, And while you're lounging, will they bring me some Swedish meatballs? I mean, you'd think maybe they would because the whole idea is to interact, connect, and recharge. But the other thing is they're making these smaller and they're creating creative rooms where you can do repairs. You can participate in what do you workshops. Mean you can do repairs? Like you can get, you can learn how to repair oh, household items. Yes, they're going to have the workshops. sofa has fallen apart. Exactly. They're going to show me how to put it back they're together. They're going to show you why okay. the instructions to put together any item are approximately 742 pages. And why there's always one screw missing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, okay. we jest, we jest. We Ikea, jest. we appreciate that you're trying to innovate. Um, they're trying this out in China. And I think the, the takeaway for me is that, number one, it's going to be smaller, yeah. They're saying maybe we don't need this ginormous, you know, box. We could show a we could have a space that has these rooms where you sit, you hang out. I think every retailer just wants their store to feel less like a store and more like a living room. Yeah. You and know? I I mean, but if I want to be in a living room, I have one. <laughs> and, well. and I'm comfortable in it. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to get dressed or put makeup on. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So why do I want to do that at Ikea? Um, you know, I don't know, but okay. we will find out. And um, they have trials set to start in London and Vienna later okay. this year. And then if it's successful, they'll roll it out across Europe. They're not talking yet about the U.S., I guess maybe because we're too jaded and cynical. <laughs> I don't know, but they're trying. They're working on it. Well, That's I wonder what's if other people think that that sounds, I mean, you know, it sounds like it might be fun to go see it. Mm-hmm. 
Right. I, I think the thing is that every retailer that wants to stay in the business of brick and mortar knows they got to do something and it's got to be, you know, extreme. Um, so did you see what Express is doing oh, right now? Oh, yeah. They're they're trying to, you know, have a, a new store concept so that people will think it's cool. Right. They're, so this is another trick. Add the word edit. Yes, yes. And it becomes infinitely cooler. So it's express edit. Right. And And it's curated. Everything is curated. So that you can have all of these things together. Right. And it's going to be much smaller, like between 1,400 and 4,500 square feet. Mm -hmm. And and I don't think they're going to even be in the normal places that that you would have found them in malls. Um, but the way they're going, they're going to have 10 locations, you know, by the end of 2021. And they think that this is the way to go because people like a smaller, um, I guess a smaller venue to, to find their clothes and everything will be like all of the belts will be there next to the dresses that they would go on and the colors will all be together so that you can actually put an outfit together. Yeah. Very easily. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess that's fine. Well, here's the thinking that they're going off of. This is from a um, a, a retail expert, trend expert, who says shoppers are increasingly attracted to curated selections by experts and influencers. Shop Girls listeners, do you agree? Do you agree with that statement? 651-641-1071. The idea that a store would curate its own collection is a playful twist on the trend. (laughs) A playful twist. So I I think, look, it's practical. Less square footage is going to be cheaper. Right. It means that more orders, as we know, they're all, you know what they're doing? They're all becoming a little more like a Bonobos, where the store is a showroom. You're going to place your order online. They're not going to have everything you want in the store. They're probably not going to have all the sizes. You look at the merchandise, you get inspired, and then you order it. Okay, here's what I want to know. When I, am I just terribly old-fashioned about yes. this? Yes. Oh, see, you don't even <laughs> let me tell you what it sorry, is. Sorry, sorry. No, and I would like to know if other people feel this way. Mm-hmm. I know that this seems to be the thing. Every store has to have experiences, you know. When I go to a store, I am going to shop. Yes. And in some instances, you know, maybe I know I really need a, a beige sweater. So I'm going, well, I'm just throwing I'm that out bored. there. Yeah. I actually uh-huh. just got a cute one. Apology, <laughs> but that's another story anyway. But I go because I'm, you know, even if I'm just browsing, mm-hmm. that's what I'm doing. There. Mm-hmm. Or I'm looking for a gift or I'm looking for a new pair of pants or whatever. Yeah. I'm not going for an experience. What? Why do I need the, that store to well, provide an experience? So I've been me. saying this about even just a more basic example, because I don't think they've done that much to make their stores into an experience. But at the Gap, every time I walk into the Gap, I just wonder why I even bothered, because I can't find what I'm looking for. It's it is chaotic. There's stuff everywhere. Um, if you want any sort of size that is not on the floor, like I had little boys who needed slims, they didn't carry the slims in the store. So I'm like, why am I even here? I might as well just go online. They actually drove me out of the store to online. I think the point is all of these retailers know you don't have to come in to buy things. And as you are more comfortable ordering online, what is the purpose? What are you doing? They want you to interact. 
I would say a good successful example that we've talked about just in recent weeks is Bonobos. Because I can't leave the store with the merchandise, but I can take my husband there and say, please help him. (laughs) And they figure out which fits and which sizes so that he knows and he leaves armed with information that allows him to make better online purchases. That is the reason for I understand that. But, you know, I guess maybe I express why would you go of experience in a different way when when they keep saying this, I keep thinking they mean, you know, that like with Ikea that I should, you know, learn how to fix Ikea. It's because there it would be you want to sit on the couch. You want to see how it feels. You want to you want to get more information with express. You know, I guess it would be because you just kind of want to see what's in store and get inspired by, you know, the latest trends. But, you know, I mean, there are certain products, obviously, like mattresses that, yes, you go to the store. I mean, if you want to call that an experience, I just call it smart shopping. Yeah. But I, I just I'd be interested to know if our listeners have any feelings about it. Do, do they really go to stores only for an experience? I find that, yes, I I especially during this last year and a half have, have bought more online than in stores. But I like to go to a store to actually see the stuff. I, I mean, every now and then you buy something online and then, you know, besides the size, either the color is just not what you thought it was. The fabric isn't what. So, I mean, I don't need them to have jugglers there. Or... Have you finally stopped paying your Macy's bill in person? I pay it on the phone usually. Oh, my God. Why is that strange? <laughs> that is the strangest thing, Mom. Why? Because we have the internet and we have stamps for the mail. <laughs> like, why should I spend money? Ladies and gentlemen, my it. mother pre-pandemic oh. had to walk into the store <laughs> to pay her bill. Always with no, the Macy's bill, it had to be in person. Target. But that's why you paid your Target bill in. I don't even know they allow that. Do they look at you like you're doing what? No, they say, hi, Harmony, glad to see you again. Come on. Where do you even go at Target to pay your bill in person? Yes, services. Where would you think? But why? Why, Mom? Because I'm there. (laughs) But what you're wrong about is why would I spend... Stamps are now up to, what, 55 cents or whatever? Uh And how much is the gas that gets you there? No, no, no. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. You're not listening. (gasps) Okay. I pay... By phone, you call on the telephone, okay, and it's a recording, mm-hmm. and they just transfer the money from your checking account. All right, to them, fine. Is fine. it all right that I do that? Do it, I have your permission? Yes. So that's that does fine. not cost me a stamp, nor does it cost me gas. Okay. All right. We'll so leave it there, at that. we'll leave it at that. Huh. Um, I don't feel like we're gonna have amp. Let's save Old Navy because that is a really exciting story, it and is. so we will talk about it when we have a little more time. After we quit fighting, yes, <laughs> right. Duke it out. Don't worry. We'll we'll keep our hands to ourselves. Um, when we get back, we have an action packed. Whose look is it anyway? You are definitely gonna want to weigh in on some of these trends. That's next on Shop Girls. Clue is ready for the exercise dress. That's right. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071, and it is time for Whose Look Is It Anyway? Give me she's wearing that outfit. It's time for the Shop Girls to ask Can I ask you something? Whose Look Is It Anyway?
it's in the New York Times, it's a real trend. And I have a few friends who will be really glad to hear this because they have been living in their little sporty exercise dresses all summer. Yes, you have not. Uh, No, I have not. Okay, Um, so just for those who need to get up to speed, the exercise dress is an all-in-one outfit designed for activities, let's say tennis, uh, a, a vigorous walk around the lake in 90 degrees, but... You know, you could get away with wearing it into a, a store like many other looks. It's just it's a one piecer. That's it's, really it's the key. One piece, um, usually with a racer back and it has built in shorts. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry that it's short. Skort. Looks like a skort. Kind of. Yes. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, comes in many colors. I think some of them have built in bras. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry about that either. Um, one of the most popular versions was released by a company called Outdoor Voice, Outdoor Voices, uh, in in 2018, and then they've updated it this year and added pockets. Yeah, which I mean, look, is a good thing. They've been around, but I think what uh, what we're seeing is, and if you are wearing one, you can just pat yourself on the back that it has just become really more prevalent to the point that like this is now as acceptable as wearing your yoga pants yeah, they people got tired of that yeah well so, i think for summer yeah. you want to show off the legs a little bit especially if you've actually been working out in the yoga pants and because we're all kind of living often in our athleisure and want to wear something that you could go for a walk in and then you know maybe do a zoom although maybe you want to throw a cardigan over you too i don't know anyway do you think they're universally flattering sales have more than doubled of exercise dresses. This is a growing category. Do I think they're universally flattering? No. What's universally flattering? We're all different. There's no one size fits all. Oh, okay. I mean, I think they can. I mean, it it just, it totally depends. No, I think, in, in fact, I think I would argue that the exercise dress is a little less forgiving because if you're wearing more than a little less. Yeah, because if you're wearing, you know, there are so many cute exercise tops right now that like, you know, tie. They're kind of loose. Right. They give you a little more space for the tummy. Yeah. Without showing it. So if you're wearing that with like a little exercise skirt. Yeah. It could be more slimming than the one piece dress. Also. There are those of us, I won't name any names, me, Mm -hmm. um, that do not love my legs. Mm -hmm. And these are very short. Yes. And so certainly not, you know, flattering in that way necessarily for everyone either. I think there are a lot of like the under 35 crowd that feel this is, you know, a great way to look. Some, I actually, I feel like I've seen more people over 35 wearing really? Yeah. Well, maybe I that's just because you're with people I don't know. Maybe, maybe, right. Yeah. Uh, the under 35s don't want to talk to no. me anymore. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, I think we're probably going to see more of these, so just brace yourself and know that this is kind of one of the growing athleisure trends. Meanwhile, okay. you could be wearing uh, a crochet bikini. Like do a do a Lipa. Why do you have so much trouble I don't with her? No, I just want her name to be easier to pronounce. Do a Lipa. Do a Lipa. Do a Lipa. Do a Lipa. Yes. I keep trying to the say it. Itty bitty crochet bikini. I have a couple of coasters that are larger. Absolutely. But did you also notice the little circles yeah. that cover her boobies? One is weed, and the other is a flower. I suppose you didn't even notice that. Oh. 
Yeah, I see. With the program. I guess. Yes. This takes string bikini to a new level. And is it crocheted tightly? Mom, I can't answer that for you. And I don't know if this really even can go in the water. Not that it really matters, but the crochet bikini is a thing of the summer. Dua Lipa is rocking it, looks amazing, but oh my gosh, it's literally like two, picture two round coasters. Yes. Done in crocheted material, bright colors, literally held together with strings. That is it. Yeah, and I mean... I'm going to say good for Dua Lipa. I I am too, because that's not going to be coming anywhere near my body. I'm going to say very cautionary tale for the rest of us. Good for Dua Lipa. And I have another one that won't be coming near me either. Okay. Um, Megan Fox. Mm -hmm. I feel like Megan Fox has replaced Katie Holmes. Ooh, bold statement. Oh, I know. (laughs) I'm sure everybody's going to be talking about it. But you know... You on in Vogue and in all the other um, magazines and online, all you would see is whatever Katie Holmes was wearing. Yes. That was well. I think, think also. I think a lot of it has to do with accessibility. Katie Holmes lives in New York and would literally, you know, be walking to get her coffee or run her errands, and so she was accessible to paparazzi. Oh, maybe okay, but um, Megan Fox, who of course got rid of the husband mm-hmm. Brian. Green, yes, um, and is now with Machine Gun Kelly. Yes, and sometimes they dress alike. They're which is so cute. Yes. Um. Anyway, she, I mean, she's got quite a bod, mm-hmm. and obviously enjoys showing it. And her latest outfit was monochromatic, and she does like monochromatic looks. But it's a cardigan, a very long sleeve, very low neckline, held together with. A little paper clip. And the key is the rest of us would look at it and think about what we'd wear under it. Her answer is nothing. That's right. Absolutely nothing. Um, But we do have a caller on the line with some comments on the exercise dress. Okay. Hello, caller. I'm not sure who, who do we have on the line? Can you hear me? It's Jody. Hi, Jody. I just first have to say I love listening to you ladies. They're always so fun. Oh, thank you. Thanks thank for tuning you. in. Are you wearing an exercise dress right now? Well, I am, and I tell you what, I I don't know if you've even talked about it because I just jumped in my car, and I we may have already talked about out. Have you talked about the outdoor voices exercise dress? Yes, yes. we did. Okay, so I would just tell you it is a hundred dollars, and it is the best dress you can wear. Um, exercise dress even they look great on athletic women but i'm not an athletic woman i'm about five one i weigh about 165 pounds and i'm big chested and i have a tummy and i can wear that dress and it is Fabulous. Oh my God, Jody! First of all, we love you already, <laughs> and that sounds, you're you're one of our people and I mean, you feel comfortable wearing it no matter where you're going or what you're doing? Yes, I am. It is, and my sister is littler than me, and she wears it. She puts the cute. She bought the white one and gets the cute little jean jacket and her white tennis shoes, and she'll wear it out to a restaurant. I love it. Yeah, That's great. And and you don't have to wear a bra. Okay, so wait. Here's, here's one other question. Women. I have one other question for you. Yeah. Um, what happens when you have to go to the bathroom? Do you have to take the whole thing off? <laughs> yeah, that's the, yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's the drawback. Yeah. Because of those built-in shorts. It's just like our jumpsuits. What are you going to do? It's the price you pay. Well, Jody, thanks for the endorsement. Outside Voices. Check it out. Jody, thanks so much for calling and listening. We'll be back after the news. We'll take your questions and continue talking shop. We've got lots more to get to.